Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Thursday injury report is out once again. A.J. Epineza, Micah Hyde not practicing today. Josh Allen on facing Micah Parsons. He's a heck of a challenge. You know, him and their D-line is really damn good. You know, they, they fly around. They got some guys that just absolutely wreak havoc. Um, so we're going to have our, our hands full and for our protection meeting. Um, you know, make sure that we, we know where 11 is at all times. Bills and Cowboys coming up 425 to kick off on Sunday. We'll talk to RJ Ochoa from SB Nation's Blogging the Boys. That's coming up later this hour here on the Sports Bar. Week 15 of the NFL season beginning tonight. It's the Chargers and the Raiders. Amherst lose in the shootout to the Springfield Falcons. Hartford is the opponent tomorrow night. Sabres in Vegas. That's also tomorrow night. Gene Battaglia in the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. We're focused on, obviously, what's right in front of us with Dallas this week. It's going to take a heck of an effort. Let's go! Mike Danger. Do you know who I am? Gene Bataglia. I'm so excited on the path that the Buffalo Bills are taking. They're the team of destiny. I have a take, and I never suck. Bill Belichick, you are not the greatest coach of all time. Yes. It's the truth, and I don't even think he's in the top five. Thursday night. Night football. Draymond Green headed for counseling because Green has been suspended indefinitely. Beyonder scored a Bucks record 64 points last night, then got into heated post-game exchanges with multiple pacers over the game ball. I think trolling and pettiness like this is exactly what makes the NBA great. 5-1 color. They pull away in the third period with two goals. Nunez brings it out on top, moves in backhander. Oh, Subban gets the glove on it, and it's over. 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. He's one of only four quarterbacks this season with a 75% winning percentage and a passer rating greater than 95. Yet, nobody is discussing him for the league's MVP. I'll explain in a couple few as we dish out some takes on tap. Here in the sports bar, it's Danger and Bataglia, and we're glad you're listening along locally at 95.7 FM, AM 950. If you're listening in the Odyssey app, that's where we sound our best. It's free to download. You can watch the sports bar. Our stream is up at the Fan Rochester on YouTube, at the Fan Rochester on Twitch. Hell, we're even on your smart device. Just ask it to play 95.7 The Fan. Yeah, we'll talk to RJ Ochoa coming up here later this hour. He's one of our favorites. He'll give us some insight here on the Cowboys. Get his thoughts on uh, this matchup coming up this week. And I, he's not a Cowboy fan or anything like that. He's going to call it right down the middle here. So. I'd like to point out that there is potential for history repeating itself in the NFL right now. And I'm not saying it's going to happen exactly the way I, th- this other scenario happened because nothing ever repeats itself identically. But we've definitely seen this movie before. Hear me out on this, Gino. In Cincinnati, September 16th, 2023, they awarded their franchise quarterback with, at the time, the most lucrative deal in the league, a five-year extension worth $275 million. The belief is that this contract will keep Joe Burrow, a former number one overall pick, as their quarterback for his entire career. Now, Burrow hurt his wrist. He's out for the season. 
In 2001, a quarterback named Drew Bledsoe signed a 10-year, $103 million deal, which at the time was the richest in the NFL. The belief was this contract would keep Bledsoe, a former number one overall pick in New England for his entire career. Well, thanks to Mo Lewis, Bledsoe ended up sidelined for the remainder remainder of that year. The guy named Tom Brady stepped in. Now, I'm not saying that Jake Browning is Tom Brady. Stop. Can I give you the Brian Dable? I'm looking at you with my eyes. I'm like, come on, really? Where are you going? I'm not saying Jake Browning is Tom Brady, but there are a lot of similarities. Jake Browning has a ton of experience, more experience in college than than Brady, as a matter of fact. 53 career starts playing at the University of Washington. Before that, he threw for 229 touchdowns in high school, 91 touchdowns in his senior season alone. You might hear that stat from time to time. Tom Brady had a ton of experience playing at Michigan, 30 career starts. Both played at Blue Blood Power 5 programs with rich tradition and history. Tom Brady, of course, a sixth-round pick. Browning went undrafted. Both men were written off. Both men knew that they could play in the NFL. In 2001, the Patriots started 1-3. In 2023, the Bengals started 1-3. The Pats got to 5-5. They ran the table. They ended up beating the greatest show on turf, the St. Louis Rams, as a 13-and-a-half-point underdog in the Super Bowl. This season, the Bengals were at 5-6. and six. They've won two games in a row now with Jake Browning, and they're at 7-6, and six, farting around in the playoff picture, led by their defenses, game managers, experienced quarterbacks with talent at the skill positions who won't make mistakes and take what the defense gives them. Don't. Right off the Bengals, these similarities are intriguing to me. That's all I'm saying. Mm. There's similarities. They're intriguing to me. I'm not comparing Browning to Brady, but there are a lot of similarities between the two stories. No, because like Brady was kind of a victim of going to Michigan. No, because no, no. I do not sound like that. <laughs> Go ahead. Victim going to Michigan. Well, Lloyd Carr is an idiot. Like Lloyd Carr, like he he was the better quarterback, but you know did not see that. So Brady just didn't get a fair shake and credit at least the Patriots for saying, you know what, this kid has something. Let's just spend a late round pick on him. Where okay, like you're rattling off all these stats or Browning, why didn't he even get drafted? That's what I would wonder. Um, Jake Browning, I think even he is setting himself up nicely for next year. Why? He's a free agent, and we haven't even gotten to the bridge quarterback because you want to draft a young quarterback but what do you do if that young quarterback isn't ready like jake browning would fit the category for any number of these teams whether that's the patriots or whoever else may need a quarterback i'm not convinced that he's a bridge quarterback i'm i'm not convinced that he shouldn't be a full-time starter in the NFL. I'm not convinced that right now Jake Browning isn't better than a lot of the guys that are making a lot more money, that are a, a more highly, highly vaunt. Derek Carr? I would take Jake Browning today. Well, you you missed another thing here, too. It's Jake Browning revenge game. Like the Vikings let this guy slip through their fingers. There's a bunch of teams like, that let him slip through. And like nobody wanted this guy. A, no, a kid, he, a kid that throws 91 touchdown passes his senior year of high school. I want to know more about that guy. No, he spent two years on the Vikings practice squad and looking at all the transactions here. This guy has been in the league since yes. 2019. His resume is Swiss cheese. I yeah. get it, but he's getting an opportunity. He's making the most of the opportunity. He looks poised. He's he's you know you can call the game manager if you want. He's just not making mistakes. And I think there are a lot of teams right now that I would say I would rather have Jake Browning than Desmond Ritter than any quarterback in the in the NFC South. Let's see when the league catches up. Like you were saying with DeVito yesterday, which I agree. Tommy DeVito, fantastic story. A lot of fun. Okay, it's been, like like Dable said, it's been four games. All right, let's see what happens yeah. here in December. I'm not going to write off the Bengals, though. I can't do it. You can't do it because there they are farting around. They yep. may lose the Minnesota. That, still they could be a problem. They could be a problem down the stretch. Listen to Tasker today. He had the same take we had in the sports bar about Bill Belichick. Look, it's over in New England. Can we just kind of agree? But you're not going to fire Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick, he's not, he's not in his DNA to quit here. So there he is kind of playing out the string.
And look, a lot of things connecting to the Chargers. The Chargers job, very enticing. By the way, technically, it's not even open yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's some funny part. But Tasker essentially said this. Don't be surprised by Belichick's next move. We all assume he's going to go somewhere else and be a head coach in the NFL. Maybe not. Remember, uh, I don't assume that. Well, look, and this is my take. Remember Joe Gibbs? Like he went into NASCAR. What? Why? Well, in part because, well, kind of felt guilty not spending enough time with his kids trying to make it up one by one. Then he got back into football later on. I mean, Bill Belichick, Navy football wouldn't surprise me. D3 lacrosse would not surprise him. Just going on the public speaking tour would not surprise me. I think Belichick's next move is going to be fascinating. The the notion that the Patriots could trade Bill Belichick. Like, I know that that's something that they're probably trying to work out. Like, if you're Bill Belichick, why would you go for that? Why would you be like, oh, yeah, you're going to just trade me to, to whoever wants to offer you the highest bid? That ain't going to happen, right? We can kind of scratch that from a list of possibilities. The only way I could see it is if there's some unbelievable kickback by Kraft on the other end. I'm talking like, all right, like when this is all done, you get something that it, you, you don't have a salary cap for coaches. Okay, but what if Kraft gave him a piece of a company or something? I, again, I don't see Belichick doing that. That man has earned the right. You don't trade a head coach unless it's something like, hey, I want to go to Tampa. You can't go to Tampa. And then you're held up for three months talking about the Gruden trade years ago. Right. Uh, It will be fascinating. The storyline will be fascinating. And that's another team that down the stretch here, I don't think they're going to quit. I don't think there's quit in their game. And they could give the Chiefs some problems this weekend. I'm not scared, though. Fear. December 31st. Mean Bill Belichick is going to ruin New Year's Eve for Bill's fans. We'll see how the Bills look. We'll see if that game has some weight to it or not. Chances are it will, and the Bills will need every win they can get here down the stretch. Um, the, the, the Patriots though, hosting the chiefs this weekend does have a little bit more compelling. It's in Kansas city. It is. Yeah. Are you sure about that? Pretty sure. (laughs) Let's double check. Who's right. I've got it in new England. Oh, damn it. (laughs) All right. Is it in new England? It's in new England. 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 It's all right. But like that, just given what we've seen, Recently, in the last two weeks, on a two-game losing streak out of Kansas City, angry, sad Patrick Mahomes, everything about it screams. Again, we talk about spots. Who's got the momentum? Right now, you could argue the Patriots have the momentum. And they're not as talented. They could cause some problems for Kansas City. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Uh, Another compelling matchup coming up on Sunday. Here's a name that we aren't discussing enough for league MVP. Hear me out. This quarterback has a 100 or greater passer rating in each of the last three games. No quarterback has as long of an active streak. He has the second highest passer rating in the last four weeks behind only Brock Purdy, but ahead of Dak Prescott. His passer rating right now is a CMF 96.5 higher than Jalen Hurts. Higher than Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff, and Geno Smith. He has the second highest TD percentage, a 75% winning percentage. He's one of only four quarterbacks this season with a 75% winning percentage and a passer rating greater than 95. The others on this list are Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, and Lamar Jackson. He has game-winning drives in 50% of his starts. He's second behind only C.J. Stroud and combined passing and rushing touchdowns by a rookie with nine. Nine times. He leads the league in mileage. No one has to travel less from home to work, and he's easily the leader in CPD. That's a new advanced metric you've probably never heard of, Gino. That's CPD cutlets per day. Most importantly, Tommy DeVito needs to be in the MVP conversation because he's Italian. Voters. Do the right thing. Some quarterbacks worry about sacks. The DeVito family leads the league in wax. You want to mess with this guy? Look at his agent. Give my client what Danny Boy got, or else, or else, you know, I'm gonna have to make some. I'm gonna have to make some calls. I'm gonna have to call some guys. 
And Jones started the season one and five. DeVito is three and one. The Giants are just one game out of wild card contention. They're farting around. Why? Tommy freaking DeVito. Tommy Cutlets MVP because he's Italian. Okay. Part of your tongue is in the cheek, but I think there's something to this. Like we just expect this to, you know, capsize and like, boy, that was a lot of fun. What if it didn't? Like, what if they go to New Orleans and win this week and they're still farting around? What if they have to go to Philadelphia in two weeks and the Eagles are kind of reeling right now? Let's be honest. Would it surprise any of the Eagles actually went out to Seattle and lost? Wouldn't surprise me. We just talked to Andy Barons. He thinks that's possible. What if this story continues? We just expect this to kind of end and you go back to being a, a second or third string guy. And uh, yeah, really I really good. love being in the moment of these stories, right? Because it's so much fun. The last time we went through something like this, I want to go back a few months. It was in college football. It was Dion. The, the what if like, my God, they be they They beat TCU and they did it in a way. And oh, my God, they took care of Nebraska. Like, you start to think, and then they they played some really good teams, and they got figured out, and, and the injuries caught yeah. up to them, and, and eventually they have a really kind of poor season. They're not even playing okay. in a bowl game. Okay, that, maybe that's a good analogy because, but we all expect Dion next year, building around high him. expectations for sure. Like, what if there is something to Devito where he could actually improve? Like, if you're the Giants, that's a fu- like if he continues, and maybe the Giants don't get in the postseason. That's a full-on quarterback battle, right? You don't just don't hand the job back to Daniel Jones. I'm not kidding. You, you, the money would say yes. The money says yes. That that's the only reason why. But I mean, it's hard to turn. It's hard to close that door now that he's got his foot wedged in it because you see how the team reacts to him. You see how the fans react to him. You're winning games. You weren't doing that with Daniel Jones. You kind of were forced to pay Daniel Jones. He's not worth it. We all know he's not worth it. I love the story. I love being in the moment of the story. I don't know how long it's going to last, but let's enjoy the ride while we have it. No, listen, Giant fans should be, wow, this is unexpected. I'm having a lot of fun. That's it. Yeah, where the Bills end up on Saturday Night Live because, well, you don't want to be in Weekend Update for a joke. Yeah. Like, did you see, like, the Giant, like, they made Jimmy Fallon last night. Yeah, they did make Fallon. What do we got here? We got a, a Tommy DeVito song here. Jimmy Fallon. Uh, on the Tonight Show. When your man grows a bomb but still lives with his mom, that's DeVito. When he has quite the arm and wolf's down chicken palm, that's DeVito. Making plays Sunday and Monday, lives a mile away, football's Leonardo da Vinci. He will win ring a ling a ling ring a ling a lings and wear them on his pinky. On his pinky. That's another game one, but your pop says, Maron, do the dishes. Do the dishes. If you tackle my man, I'll call Paulie, you'll sleep with the fishes. Right, it was good. I, I, I was worried about it, but they, you know, the the mob references at the end hooked me, and that was good. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> do the dishes. Maron, do the dishes. Maron, do the dishes. <laughs> you got. You, how do you not love that? How do you not love the family? The agent kissing the old man. The old man kissing the agent. I mean, these guys. They're they're, they're enjoying this moment so much. It's such a fun story. What happens now? Do do old uh, cast members of the Sopranos actually show up to one of these games? And you know the what family. they did when he got announced? They played the Sopranos yeah. theme song. I mean, it's fantastic. They're it, completely buying into it. It actually makes me want to go back and watch the Sopranos over the holidays, right? You know what? I, I, I'll confess, uh, when the Sopranos originally came out, I remember watching a few episodes, but I wasn't a diehard. There's a lot of people that love that show from the very beginning, and I can't say that I was one of those guys. But I liked it. I didn't love it. I went back and I watched it. I think it was at the beginning of the pandemic and we were all kind of shut in and we were all looking for things to consume because there was no sports. And they were offering, uh, I think they were offering HBO Go for free or something like that. And I'm like, I'm going to binge The Sopranos. And dude, watching that show as the father of two daughters, completely different filter. 
Love it. One of the best shows, obviously one of the best shows of all time. You can't beat that show. It's so good. And watching it with a different appreciation as a dad and watching Tony struggle with everything that he has to balance, including his pain in the ass kids. Man. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic yeah, show. The mother, the rivals, everything. And that's the hallmark of a great show is we are so invested in this character and that character's a bad guy. He kills people, but yet we're all pulling for him. Right. And, and who knows? I mean, if, if DeVito doesn't get what he wants. Oh, no, we're not going to convert to being a giant no. fan, right? No. If DeVito doesn't get what he wants, you never know. I mean, we, well, what we worry about Joe Shane. I worry about Brian Dayball. Dayball, do the right thing. Joe Shane, you know what you need to do. Do the right thing. Don't make me make a phone call. <laughs> Do you think Dino Babers is privately rooting against Tommy DeVito? Because the more he wins, the more SU football looks incompetent. Honestly, if this story keeps going. Yeah, but is there, a, I mean, is there something to guys being late bloomers? He shouldn't have been. The first time we had, honestly, I could pull the audio. The first time we had Dino Babers on. He had this prize recruit from Don Bosco Prep. Yeah. Asked him about Tiny Veal. He flicked away the question. Like, like, okay, I'm not talking about some freshman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Four years at Syracuse. Didn't really make a name for himself. No. With the Orange. No. Then one year in Illinois, and that he's okay. Go somewhere else, and you get an opportunity. What? One year in a, a real college football conference. Ooh. Well, I mean, that's well, that Florida yeah. State knows it. That's why they tried to get out. Everybody else kind of knows it. That's why they're not being taken seriously. But yeah, you play one year in the Big Ten, and now you're turning heads, even though he went, what, six and four with the Illini that year? Late bloomer, possibly. Just a great story. A lot of fun. I'm in. Tommy Cutlets, MVP, because he's Italian. Are you doing the seven fishes on New Year's Eve? Come on. What kind of question is that? Uh, the, okay, the dumb question? Yes. <laughs> yes, we're doing the seven fishes. Why do you think I'm working out like a maniac every day? I can't. I, I got to be able to eat without guilt, Gino. I'll leave that house on Christmas Eve five to ten pounds heavier. F- seven fishes, all the desserts, the platters and platters of cookies. Follow it up with a, a, a prime rib roast on Christmas Day. Breakfast, Christmas morning. For the kids, I mean, dude, it's a marathon. You want to talk about fine television. I did make it through season two of The Bear, that Christmas episode. Oh, holy mackerel. That, that, that's Ooh. the best thing on television. Yeah, that that is, uh, I mean, look, if you're trying to get into the holiday spirit, maybe wait until after the holidays to watch that episode. <sighs> or if you had any, like, little if, bit of a dysfunction in your family, it'll, 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 it's going to yeah. scare If you, you want to stir up some childhood trauma, yeah, go ahead and watch that one, because that is, you, you You'd have to make the investment of season one to season two. You just can't skip ahead to... You know, the Christmas episode. Pretty but, fantastic wow, episode. Yeah. You're right. Uh, all right. RJ Ochoa blogging the boys. We're going to talk Dallas Cowboys, Buffalo Bills with RJ next in the sports bar on the fan. Rochester, surprise your loved ones this holiday season with the gift of self-care by giving them a gift card from the spa at the Del Monte. A gift card allows that special someone to indulge in one of their signature spa treatments, bask in their salon services, and treat themselves to the many luxurious products in the spa at the Del Monte's boutique. Visit them at the spa at the Del Monte or purchase a gift card instantly at delmontespa.com. And happy holidays from the spa at the Del Monte. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. For the second straight day, A.J. Epineza and Micah Hyde did not practice today. Bill's getting ready for the Cowboys. Josh Allen talking about attacking that Dallas defense. You can call it a zone. Um because they're not really matching guys on on first and second down, but it plays out like man. So, I mean, a lot of what they do on third down is man. Um, So, again, it's going to take some some individual um, battles, and we got to win those battles. And, um, you know, it's no tough or no easy task when you're playing against a team that's good. Bills and Cowboys, 425, the kickoff on Sunday. Our pregame coverage will begin at noon. We'll talk to RJ Ochoa blogging the boys. That's coming up next year in the sports bar. Week 15 of the NFL season beginning tonight. It's the Chargers and the Raiders out in Vegas. The Amherst losing last night. Springfield, they're in Hartford tomorrow night. Sabres road trip continues tomorrow night as well. They're in Vegas. Jeeva Taglin, the sports leader, the fan Rochester. Meet or on the rocks, it's the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. It's not going to be the warmest of days slash nights, and what a home team and a home crowd can do to an opposing offense um, is what we need. You know, we need Bills Mafia to be loud. We need Bills Mafia to, to show up in numbers and um, be ready to, to root us on because we, we absolutely need them, um, this game especially. So any, any false start, any delay of game, and even just the energy and the flow of what's going on, we feed off of Bills Mafia. So um, that's going to be a, a huge part of, of how, we, how we attack and how we win this game is, is going to be with the crowd. You'll be able to hear the action on the Fan Rochester. Pre-game starts at 12 noon Sunday. The Cowboys coming in to Highmark Stadium. We welcome in R.J. Achoa, SB Nations. Blogging the boys whenever we talk Cowboys. We love having R.J. on with us. And R.J., earlier this season, I was a little critical of Dallas. I had a nice little start, and I'm like, guys know, if you're a Cowboy fan, how this goes. The letdown is coming. Don't get excited. And the week that I said that was the week that they lost to Arizona. I didn't expect that letdown to happen then and since then you take away that Niners d- disappointment I mean it's hard to find holes in this defense in, in this this team it really is like there's not a lot to not like about where the Cowboys are right now so I guess my question is is the letdown coming it's great to be with you guys um, I, I love the Bills just kind of in general but mostly because of you all um, and um, yeah I mean the Niners game was really embarrassing. And, and I'll tell you, the week after, everything kind of felt pointless. It felt like, man, what are they doing this for? Because at, at some point, you know, in the playoffs, conceivably, they're going to have to go through them. And if, if there's a clear ceiling on this team, then, then again, why are we wasting all this time? And even though the Cowboys lost in Philadelphia, I think a lot of people felt like they were the better team. Uh, I think that Dallas, you know, sort of corroborated that idea this past Sunday. And so, they haven't really played a close game. I mean, they, they beat the Chargers 20 to 17 and, and obviously Seattle on Thursday night football, you know, kind of went 10 rounds, but for the most part, they have been very comfortable thriving. Um, and I think that's why a lot of Cowboys fans are afraid of this game. I, I think I speak for the fan base in saying this is the game that, that we're all the most afraid of as far as the remaining ones on the regular season schedule. And um, it's because of Josh Allen. It, it's because of what Bill's mafia represents. And, and I, I mean, as great as they've been, I think we share that sentiment. Like the shoe has to drop, the ride has to end, and what better place for that to kind of happen than one of the more magical environments in the NFL? Yeah, RJ, uh, I appreciate the kind words. I think all Bills <laughs> fans do. Like the the one thing that from where we sit that seems different, a lot of things, but the one at the top of my list is Dak Prescott. If, if the Cowboys win this game, hard for me to not imagine him winning the MVP. So just kind of a broad question. How has Prescott been able to take his game to this level this year, RJ? I certainly think that Dak has played at this level before. I mean, this is his eighth season in the NFL. He's the longest tenured starting quarterback in the league. And so we've seen these highs, but obviously not at this sustained level. And it all really did kind of change with that San Francisco loss. Dak and CeeDee Lamb, uh, very notably, went to Mike McCarthy, said, hey, we would prefer X, Y, and Z. 
And a lot of people bag on McCarthy for, you know, listening to his best offensive players, but uh, he did. And, and the results have kind of spoken for themselves. And I think that, you know, a lot of Cowboys fans hold the 2014 season near and dear to their hearts. I don't know how well you remember that Cowboys season, but that was the Des Cotton year. And that was the, the season in which Tony Romo finally reached this incredible cerebral understanding of the game. And it feels like Dak Prescott is there, but, but unlike Romo then, he has the, the physical body to, to wither, you know, withstand the, the withers and, and the rhymes and rhythms of an NFL season. And in that note or in that vein, we've seen Dak Prescott open things up and, and be more willing to run. That had been a, an element of his game that had been absent kind of since the ankle injury three years ago. And so all that you know, is, is working in his favor, as is having an aggressive play caller in Mike McCarthy and having a superstar wide receiver in CeeDee Lamb and a proper running mate opposite of him in, in Brandon Cooks, and an emerging tight end in Jake Ferguson. Oh, and uh, one of the better defenses in the NFL on the other side of the ball. I mean, he has all these safety nets, and he's an aggressive player and thrower by nature, so it's just kind of steering in the proper direction. Talk a little bit about the job that McCarthy has done specifically with Dak, because I think a lot of us thought, oh, Kellen Moore is leaving, and, and Mike McCarthy is going to take on Blake Hall. Oh, God, he, he no, can't, ha- goodness, he can't handle much. all no. that. It's too much. Now, I know you've got Dan Quinn on the defensive side of the ball, so you really, you're, if you're Mike McCarthy, you have another head coach on this roster or on your coaching staff that doesn't need you know you to check in. He knows what he's doing. But M- McCarthy, it feels like to me, has done a remarkable coaching job this year. Just when you watch and see what Dak, what he's gotten out of Dak, something we've never seen out of Dak in the past. Yeah, I mean, I know that McCarthy has this national perception of being this this O for whatever, and and his greatest you know crime is probably losing a PR battle to Aaron Rodgers in, in really public fashion, and and that really did kind of shape and mold a lot of people's opinions about him. And I'm I'm not here to tell you that he's perfect, but he really has changed not just the way Dak Prescott plays, but the overall culture of the team. The Cowboys won their 10th game of the season last week. It is their third straight year with double-digit wins. The first time they've done that since the mid-90s, and I'll tread carefully here because I understand what happened around then. Um, You know, they're they're on the verge of being a playoff team for the third straight season for the first time since the mid-90s. I mean, they have a 15-game home winning streak going. I mean, they they haven't really played a close game. It, It similarly to me feels like when Sean McDermott arrived in Buffalo, obviously there had been this really long drought and McDermott came in and kind of changed the tide and, and Josh Allen's arrival obviously helped with a lot of that. And I know that neither of these teams have gotten over the hump, but you have to be grateful for those little runs. And as it relates to Dak, I do think that, you know, we, we, we hesitate to give Mike McCarthy any credit for what Aaron Rodgers accomplished with him in green Bay, but maybe he's kind of good at this. You know, he's, he's worked with, all sorts of amazing quarterbacks in the past. Joe Montana, obviously, early on in his career. Aaron Brooks in New Orleans. And Brett Favre in his early days in Green Bay. And all quarterbacks have thrived under him. He understands, I think, how to, how to feel things in a proper way, but also how to poke at weaknesses and, and how to attack and how to scheme guys open. And having players, again, like Lamb and Cooks and Ferguson are just extensions of Dak and what he's able to do. And I think his biggest thing is he trusts Dak. And, and, and he trusts Dak because he knows – he can trust his defense. He can trust everything around him and, and let his quarterback play in a free sense. We're talking to RJ Ochoa, blogging the boys. Uh, one player in Dallas we're familiar with, uh, Stephon Gilmore. And, and Stephon, uh, you know, player that, you know, the Bills, you know, last decade they mismanaged their cap. They didn't pay Gilmore. And then a few years later, he's the defensive player of the year in New England. That was in 2019. And usually you don't see a, a corner's life cycle here, so to speak, kind of, you know, four years later, kind of rekindling this this play. How has uh, Gilmore been able to bounce back here and deliver this uh, level of play, RJ? I'll say that early on, it was it was rough. And, and I don't really hold that against him because when the Cowboys traded for him in the offseason, the vision was, okay, we're going to pair this dude with with our superstar and Trayvon Diggs, who I know you are all big fans of uh, in that area, particularly his social hey, media. Time out. Stop. Um, no. Stefan is ours. You can have oh, – but go ahead. All right. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so when, when Trayvon was, was hurt, unfortunately, at the beginning of the season, that kind of thrusted Gilmore into this, you know, premier top cornerback role, which, again, uh, you know, is amazing of a player and future Hall of Famer as he is. That's just not who he is in 2023. And the first game that he had to play in that role was the Cardinals game that you mentioned. And, you know, I wouldn't say it was a big reason, but definitely a reason why Dallas got pushed all over. 
Um, and the emergence of Deron Bland, obviously everybody's well familiar with, with what he's done and the, the pick six record and things like that. That has really stabilized the waters and allowed, obviously, Bland to kind of fill this role of premier corner and, and premier person you have to avoid and put Gilmore back in that 1B role. And, and that's a place, again, where they envisioned him shining. And last week was a great example of that. He has the intellect and, the you know, again, cerebral understanding of the game and still has the physical tools. Maybe not that he did, obviously, in, in his you know, prime days, but, but enough to obviously contend and stop, you know, even the best wide receivers in the NFL. For the most part, he shut down both A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith last week, which was impressive. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the defense. You mentioned Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator. Guy could be probably a head coach again this offseason if, if he wants to take that opportunity. And I think he had those opportunities this past offseason, but decided to opt he opted to stay in Dallas, which looks like a smart move when you consider what he's been able to accomplish with this defense. But how much of that success for Dan Quinn is centered around the fact that you might have the best defensive player in the game in Micah Parsons? Yeah, I mean, Dan Quinn arrived in 2021, and like three months later, the Cowboys drafted Micah. So they've, they've been, you know, a, a duo for the entire duration here throughout this, you know, amazing three-year run. Um, I, I certainly think that Dan Quinn deserves a lot of credit. I think if you were to ask my followers or listeners or, or readers, I'm a little bit hard on Dan Quinn. Uh, because he does kind of tend to walk on water as it relates to Mike McCarthy. You know, we're just two weeks removed from the Seahawks not punting once against the Cowboys. I mean, and they entered that game, Seattle did, having not scored an offensive touchdown in seven consecutive quarters. But again, they walked all over Dan Quinn's mighty defense. And, you know, look, everybody has a bad day and everybody gets out coached and whatever. I, I, I don't think that Dan Quinn is anything worse than, you know, one of the top five defensive play cars in the NFL. But what has made him so great is if anybody leans into the talent he has, it's Dan Quinn. I mean, he has zero qualms playing aggressive, letting the dogs loose, unleashing the hounds. I mean, he, he wants to end you. And I think that that is exemplified in what happened last week. You know, one week after one NFL round after not forcing a single punt, they didn't allow a single offensive touchdown. And obviously the Eagles are kind of struggling. I really wish the Bills had managed to beat them. Uh, but, you know, neither here nor there. Um, hmm. But still, to, to limit any NFL offense in the you know in this league to not scoring a single touchdown is an incredible work of art. And so Dan Quinn just he he knows how to press the right buttons. He really is a master motivator. It, funny, like it was four years ago, RJ, that you could see the Bills kind of building, but are they good? Or are they not good? And you're know, not getting any primetime games. This was a big deal on Thanksgiving Day, and the Bills won in Dallas. Like, wait a second, they actually might be good, and they end up going to the postseason. Funny how four years, uh, now we fast forward, and high expectations here in Buffalo. I thought it was kind of curious, you know, the comment from Jerry Jones this week saying the team caught a break, that, uh, you know, they're not going to get caught in a blizzard here. Like, what? what is the thought? Does everybody think it snows all the time, or it's going to be cold and windy all the time? You, you catch a break, it's going to be 40 and rain. That's not bad. You, can, you played in Philadelphia. You can play in this uh, coming up this Sunday. Yeah, I do think that that's probably the kind of stereotype that, that maybe most NFL fans have of Buffalo. And for what it's worth, when the Cowboys last visited Orchard Park in 2015, it was a really gross day. I don't know the exact uh, weather conditions, but um, I think that that's everyone's worst fear. Um, and this is the, the last, you know, potentially really cold game of significance that the Cowboys will play. Uh, obviously, a lot of that depends on how the playoffs shake out. But um, but yeah, and, and they're, they're an indoor team. Look, they're soft. Right? They've won 15 games in a row in their home building. Um, and so they've, they've gotten really used to it. And for what it's worth, they've been there for a very long time. The last game that the Cowboys played on the road was the Sunday all the way before Thanksgiving when they went to Carolina. So uh, getting out of bed and having to go to one of the colder climates in, in the country isn't the way you want to wake up. RJ, I want to go back to a guy that you uh, you talked about for a second earlier in our conversation. When you talk about offensive weapons for the Dallas Cowboys, everybody knows about Dak. Everybody knows about C.D. Lamb. The guy that makes me nervous on Sunday, if, if he's got this in his game, and I think a lot of good tight ends know that in the Bills' kind of zone defense, if you find the soft areas and the soft bellies of the defense, you can make hay if you're a tight end. Tell us about the season Jake Ferguson has had. Yeah, I um I didn't believe um you know if I'm being totally honest with you because I think a lot of people just thought oh I this this will happen because it, it, it's it's going to because Dalton Schultz is gone and Jake Ferguson's now the starter and um you know Jake had a, a promising rookie year in, in really limited action but he is a, an animal I mean I I do think you have to have a, a bit of a disposition to be a chaotic you know chaotically good tight end and Jake fits that mold. 
Um, I know how this will sound, so I don't mean to be like a super homer, but he has kind of the best qualities of both Travis Kelsey and George Kittle um, in that he is a, a vertically talented athlete like Kelsey, but he is this kind of psycho like, like George Kittle that, that could be physical and, and that not just can, but wants to run you over. He gets all kind of involved in the chip game, in the run blocking. I mean, he just wants to get his hands dirty. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the photo uh, today circulating. He's dunking his hands in ice water uh, to prepare, you know, for the, the super cold 41 degrees, as you mentioned, <laughs> obviously. Um, and so he, he really, though, has materialized into something powerful for Dak Prescott. And Dak has had a lot of success with tight ends over the course of his career. And, you know, honestly, the best ball that Dak throws is the seam route right down the middle of the field. And if you give him an inch to him being Dak Prescott. He will find Jake Ferguson. He will trust that. And so I would not put it past this team to be in a situation where, you know, one moment in time, Dak hits Jake Ferguson for a 27-yard gain and breaks everybody's will and spirit because that's something they do almost on a weekly basis. Yeah, RJ, if I could go back in time, I would have gone back to maybe 27, 2018 here maybe because, well, I I didn't know this at the time, but our soccer stadium is about, uh, you know, it's a two-minute drive from our studios here basically. It's right around the corner. And... (laughs) You know, the, the, the Bethlehem Steelers, Toronto FC 2, this is the league our team was in. Brandon Aubrey. Like, if it's not for Tommy DeVito, we're talking about Brandon Aubrey as being uh, you know, the, the feel-good story here of the year. How did the Cowboys uh, find this player? Yeah, this one's weird. Um, and, and this is, is one where I, I wouldn't say I gave the coaching staff the benefit of the doubt, but if you recall, Brett Maher was the Cowboys kicker last year, and he was awesome in the regular season. Uh, he just melted down in the playoffs, and that was what everybody, you know, unfortunately saw and remembered. And so when the Cowboys went to training camp, it was Brandon Aubrey and Lareem Hyrulahu who were their two options. And everybody was like, come on, guys, take this seriously, take this seriously. Uh, and lo and behold, he's just turned into this, you know, insane weapon. I, I don't know if you're aware he has missed three extra points. He actually missed his first one ever. Um, the Cowboys had a, 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 you know, a, a return score in week one against the Giants, not too far from you, obviously. And, um, and he missed that first extra point, which was really strange. Uh, but he, he shattered or has shattered the NFL record for most consecutive field goals made to start a career. It was 19. And now he's at 30 and, you know, obviously kicking them from all the way downtown. He's been a revelation, and he is a weapon. I think Sunday night was a great example of how Mike McCarthy trusts him and, and is willing to kind of put the ball behind his leg, although the conditions outdoors, even if it isn't super cold, obviously impact that to some degree. RJ, uh, I have, I'm curious. I, I know we, we still have a lot of uh, week to go here before we get to Sunday afternoon. Have you given the matchup thought enough to get, to make a prediction? Which way do you see this? Leaning? I, I sense a little trepidation in your voice about the Cowboys, and, and you might not like this spot for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I certainly don't love going into like a really desperate Bills team. Um, I know that obviously Buffalo won last week, despite all the shenanigans and whining and complaining from the Kansas City area, uh, which is the silliest thing ever. If I can curry favor, I can't believe that that was ever a story. But um, but anyway, I mean, I, it's just the Cowboys have won five in a row and you can make an argument that they should have won eight in a row, if not for the Philadelphia loss. And so it's like, are they really just going to win out? you know, across the regular season, that, that seems like the shoe has to drop at some point, even if it's not getting blown out, but you know, they're on the wrong end of a heroic Josh Allen play or something like that. Um, I, I like their chances against Miami who they visit next week or in Detroit who they host the week after, or obviously um, at FedEx field the week in the final week of the regular season, more than I do this one. If, you know, if I had to predict the loss the Cowboys will have over the final four weeks, it's this one. I mean, they're in the house of a really determined seasoned experienced team um, my, my great hope is that, and again, I, I love you all very much, but that Sean McDermott finds a way to kind of throw this away the way he's come close to doing over the last few weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's our fear too, uh, RJ. <laughs> I, danger, I invited RJ. Like, RJ, the offer stands here, bud. Like, I think there are spots in the NFL you got to make at some point. Trips to Lambeau, maybe a trip to Chicago. Buffalo has to be on that list. We would show, we would roll out the red carpet for you here, bud. But uh, I know month of December might be a tough sell. Maybe next time will be September here for you. You know, my uh, my dad and I used to make it a, a yearly thing to go to a, a road trip, road Cowboys game every year. But uh, my wife and I, we have a two year old son, and he just complicates everything because now it's like, now it's all about him. He's super selfish with all of our yeah. attention and resources. Uh, so uh, I don't think my wife would have been thrilled with taking our two year old. 
to those conditions in December, especially right before Christmas. I, I think we're supposed to go shopping on Saturday. I just, I just really just go where I'm told. Yeah, RJ, you sound like a young Gene Battaglia, young Mike Danger. I think we've yeah. been there, buddy. We yeah. know what you're going through. And yeah, those selfish kids always eating up all your time. God, they're the oh, worst. Oh, wait till they eat up all your money, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, it's great. RJ, uh, tell us a little bit more about blogging the boys, where you can get more Cowboys content out of you. You do a great job. Yeah, I mean, uh, when when we're not wrestling, uh, my child, we're uh, we're just pumping out Dallas Cowboys content. Uh, I'm so blessed that this is my job and that I get to do it every day from home. Uh, with my dogs licking my, my toes and whatnot. So uh, <laughs> blogoftheboys.com, uh, you can hit me up anywhere at RGO Choa. Those are kind of hubs for all of my content. Uh, really great chatting with you guys. I certainly had missed it. Um, I wish you health, wealth, and happiness, but, but sports misery on Sunday. And if I don't talk to you, uh, Merry Christmas and a happy holidays and happy new year to you and your families. <laughs> Thanks, RJ. You're the best. Uh, appreciate it. RJ Ochoa uh, from Blogging the Boys. Oh, class. Love that guy. Yeah. Love that guy. Uh, great having him on, and uh, nice to get a little perspective there on the Dallas Cowboys. And I think, I think if you're a Cowboys fan, you have to be a little bit nervous about this matchup, about this spot. Could it be a, a letdown spot where the Cowboys have been playing well for a good period of time here, but you look at a softer part of the schedule here to end the season, do you let your foot off the gas on the road against a team like Buffalo that when they're on, they're on? Can I just point out one thing he said, though, if it's a close game? This isn't the narrative here locally, okay? This oh, we isn't don't make Ty, it up. No, this isn't mean Ty Dunn writing a character assassination. <clears throat> this is the narrative around the country that Sean McDermott can screw things up. He almost did again last Sunday. Right. And, and even with the win, look, winning is one hell of a deodorant, but at the end of the first half, did you feel good about how that ended with Josh Allen? Look over the side. like, guys, what are we doing? Not knowing whether or not you're going to go for it, kick a field goal or, or throw in a Hail Mary. What are we doing? Guys, what are we doing? Or like the end of the game there where, hey, let's run the clock down. No, no we're let's not, not run it. the clock no. down. Yeah, let, no. Let's leave plenty of time for them to go, go all the way down the field. Yeah, look, I, I, uh, I think because they won, we were forgiving a lot of the same mistakes. It's like when the pressure gets ratcheted up, they look more and more discombobulated, look more and more confused. The the easiest way for them to win their games is to not be in a competitive game. They need one-sided games. I guess the best way to do that is to get out to that early lead, but then we're all on the edge of our seat hoping they don't blow it late, which they have a tendency to do. So, it could be one of those. It could be a barf, cry, and die Sunday afternoon. Oh, this is Buffalo Bills football from here on out. Yeah. I mean, all these games are, have a playoff feel to them. Yeah. But close is what I'm saying. Barf, cl- barf, cry, and die in that it's going to be close. It's going to be tight. It could come down to the wire. My hope is that it's not. My hope is that it is one-sided, one way or the other, you know, just so we can get on with our lives and not ha- not suffer a, a stroke by the end of uh, regulation. <laughs> I mean, how many of you watch these games now? And and seriously, like, my health is on the line here. I really don't feel well about how this is going. I know people that have to take walks after the game just to kind of calm the blood pressure down. I mean, if we're talking about night games. I'm not sleeping. I can't. I get too much going through going through my head. I'm just unpacking, you know, I can't believe they won or I can't believe they lost or what, what was he thinking with that call? Why would they do that? What was that throw? Whatever it is. There's just so much to unpack after after every Bills game because nothing goes as smoothly as you would like it to go. That's not true. There's been a you know the Raiders game went that oh, way. Oh, Commanders, Commanders right, game went that yeah. way. Like the, when those games happen, when it's not close, when it's one sided, like we all feel good. Well, the comforting thing though is there are other boneheaded coaches out there. Like that egghead down in Miami. Like Dolphin fans, like we're, we're talking about your team collapsing. That's your head coach. That was like some terrible management by his team at the end. That would the team not prepared for that game at all. So it's a league right now that danger, quite honestly, with all these backup quarterbacks, that's lacking the quarterback department and the head coaching. You know, there's a lot of bad coaching in this league. Yeah. Uh, I like RJ though, bringing up that they, that Cowboys do have a little bit of a soft uh, bit of schedule here to wrap up the season. And that might be, you know, part of why you could see them take their foot off the gas a little bit here uh, on the road, their first road game since before Thanksgiving. That feels like forever. Enough. I think this is hilarious, though. Like 40 and rain 
You don't realize you caught a break here. Got to put my hand in the ice bath so that I know what it feels like, like to be cold. Like they could all wear like the ski hats and everything oh, and the, yeah. the, the, the wind bl- Come on. Of course. Uh, all right. Taking a break here and coming back. It's happy hour next in the sports bar. We've got a round of shots. We have time for your calls at 866-4FAN, 866-4326. We'll, we'll dive back into this matchup between the Bills and and the Cowboys. Uh, lots to unpack with a round of shots coming up as well. Here in the sports bar, Danger and Bataglia on the fan, Rochester. Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. This holiday season, all your wishes are coming true on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, if you're a new customer, you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Now, if you've been thinking Thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Mike, FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E, and join me this NFL season on FanDuel. Official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager. Only $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with the gambling problem, call one 877 hope ny or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Pull up a stool and join us. 585-866-4FAN. 866-4326. The Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.